0: Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Pagan Parlor. Today is Friday, December 9th, 2021, and I am your host, Maximilian Penshorn, But you can call me Max. Here in this podcast, we explore a variety of things related to paganism. At this point, I would like to give a notice and reminder that paganism is a broad term that envelops many different pantheons and belief systems, and as such, This podcast will be focused on paganism as a whole, and not on any specific branch of it. Each episode contains a short lesson on a stone or metal, a story, myth, or legend, and a segment I like to call, Keeping Up with the Christians, which you will hopefully find amusing as well as informative on what the Christians are up to lately. Now since we are all busy people, we'll jump straight in with a quick ritual. This ritual is intended to join the energies of the listeners in with the energies of the host, as well as the same in reverse, as well as some basic protections against the ill intentions of others. I will now light the candle, and as I do so, I invite all beings of good energy and good intent into the ritual space. Humans and gods and goddesses alike, spirits and the fae. Come and join together in good nature, add to play. Come old, come young, come scarred and burned, it matters not, there's a lesson to be learned. Come in good faith, and you will be safe, but come with ill intent, and your mind shall get bent. Bring us together in storms and good weather, keep us from pain, and from those who are sane. For the harm of none, and the good of many, we call to the gods, and they are many. Blessed are we, so mote it be. This week, the stone suggested by our most active listener, Kip, for the lesson is onyx. As such, we will be covering onyx this week. This week's lesson uses information that comes from Wikipedia.com and wikipedia.org. Onyx is a variety of the silicate mineral known as chalcedony, which has parallel bands. It can occur in a large variety of colors, although it is most common in its black and white varieties. The stone rates between a 6.5 and a 7 on the hardness scale, and can be found in various parts of the world, including Australia, Brazil, Canada, China, the Czech Republic, Greece, Germany, India, Indonesia, Latin America, Madagascar, the UK, Uruguay, Yemen, and others. Onyx was used in Egypt for making bowls and other pottery items, as well as in various cultures around the world for jewelry and artistic carvings. The Romans would carve the symbol for the god Mars on amulets of onyx to bring courage in battle, the Persians believed that it would help with epilepsy, and English midwives would use it to ease childbirth by placing it between the breasts of the mother. Onyx corresponds to the root chakra and the element of earth. Additionally, it is linked to the zodiac sign of Capricorn and the planets Saturn and Mars. The stone can be used to improve physical strength and energy, as well as recuperation after a long illness. It can also be used to help with conditions affecting bones, teeth, bone marrow, blood, and the feet. Beyond this, it can be used to improve focus, self-confidence, and self-discipline, as well as being a good grounding stone and helping to process negative emotions. As with citrine, you do not want to inhale the dust created by cutting, filing, drilling, or otherwise working onyx as a crafting material. Inhalation of onyx dust can lead to cancer and or organ damage from repeated exposure. So don't be a dumbass and sand it down without a breathing mask. You don't want it in your lungs. Next, we have our Pagan Promotions section. Herein, I will highlight one person of interest, celebrity, or pagan-owned business per week. Information for this week's Pagan Promotions section comes from wikipedia.org and IncubusSuccubus.com. This week, we are taking a look at a pagan band which is known as Incubus Succubus. Incubus Succubus is an English goth rock band which has been recording and performing since 1989. They have played in various countries across the world and have released 23 different albums. The original members of the band met up while attending college in the summer of 1989 and upon discovering a shared interest in music and paganism, soon after began producing original music. Now, more recently, with the onset of the coronavirus-19 pandemic, they have released a book titled Tales of Witchcraft and Wonder, which have become available as of September 2021 online and can be found starting around $15 USD. The next section is on Stories, Myths, and Legends. In this portion of the podcast, I will retell a legend, myth, or story related to the gods, magic, or anything else that I feel to be paganism-related. Information for today's story comes from GreekMythology.com. This story is titled, Medusa, the Story of the Snake-Haired Gorgon, and it comes from the Greek tradition. Medusa was one of three Gorgon sisters, daughters of the sea gods Phoreses and Ceto. All of Medusa's siblings were born monsters, but she alone was the exception, being born a mortal woman. What's more, she was exceptionally beautiful of face and hair, so much so that even the great sea god Poseidon took notice of her. After some time had passed, with with Poseidon lusting after Medusa with her beautiful hair and her pretty face, that he decided he could resist temptation no longer. He then proceeded to take Medusa by force within the temple of Artemis the Virgin, and he impregnated her. Artemis was enraged by the actions of Poseidon, but because of the hierarchy of the gods, and the matriarchal system, she was powerless to punish Poseidon for his transgressions within her temple, and at the same time, she could not fail to punish anyone or what had occurred, or she would lose face with the other gods and her followers. The goddess Artemis came to the conclusion that she would need to punish Medusa, despite her having been an unwilling participant in her own impregnation. Artemis, however, was no fool, and so she changed Medusa's appearance, transforming her hair that everyone so desired, into a coil of serpents, giving her a hideous face with a piercing gaze. What's more, Artemis made it so that any who looked upon her would be turned to stone. Many feel that this was an unjust curse to bestow upon the young Gorgon, who had been raped by the god Poseidon. Yet I feel that that Artemis, in her judgment, gave Medusa the power to never be raped again. Her beauty turned to the features of a beast, so that the god Poseidon would no longer desire her, and given the power that any who looked upon her would be turned to stone. And so she remained unmolested, until some time later, when the king of Seraphos sent the hero Perseus on a quest for the head of Medusa. But that is another story. That was the tale of Medusa. Tune in next week for another story, myth, or legend from the past. Now let's move on to the next segment, which I like to call, Keeping Up with the Christians. In this segment, I take a look at what the Christians are doing lately, and dissect it from a non-Christians point of view. Part of this is a report on their goings-on, and part of it is just making fun of them, so I hope you enjoy it. This week in Keeping Up with the Christians. According to an article on RightWingWatch.org, there is a festival known as America Fest which is going to be taking place in Phoenix, Arizona from the 18th to the 21st of December, which will bring together right-wing Congress members, Christian nationalists, and conspiracy theorists in order to train and mobilize right-wing college students in order to target things such as teaching about racism in the United States history or policies that mandate inclusivity for members of the LGBTQ community. Also, according to an article on ChristianChronicle.org, Ohio Valley University of Vienna, West Virginia, has decided to close due to an inability to pay its staff members. This college is strongly affiliated with the Churches of Christ and will not be missed by the pagan community. Now, on to something a bit more juicy. In New York, a Christmas tree displayed outside of Fox News' office was lit on fire, according to an article on Newsweek.com. Christians are calling it a hate crime and stating that the symbol of a Christmas tree is a symbol of Christianity and so lighting the Christmas tree on fire should be considered a hate crime by today's standards. Now, let's think about this logically for a moment, something that most Christians are not great at. First, they are stating that lighting a Christmas tree on fire is a hate crime because it is an act against a specific culture or religion. I cannot honestly argue this point, as there is simply not enough information provided about the context regarding the burning of the tree. If it was lit on fire because it was a Christmas tree, then yes, it was technically a hate crime. But if it was a random arson, then not so much. Secondly, and more importantly in my mind, if it is a hate crime, it is most definitely not one towards Christians or Christianity. You see, they have forgotten how us pagans would bring evergreen trees inside of our houses during the cold months so that the woodland spirits would have a place to live and stay warm during the, until the spring. They have forgotten how the entirety of the holiday and even the story that they place behind it is based on the rites and practices of pagan cultures. Is this a hate crime? Maybe. Is this a hate crime against Christians? Definitely not. Well, that's it for Keeping Up with the Christians for today. Tune in next week to find out the latest Christian drama. Now it is time for audience Q&A. This week, I have a second question from a listener by the name of Lyric. They write, Lyric from Las Vegas here. Hello, Max. My question for you is, Do you have any tips for beginners on energy manipulation? Merry Meat Lyric Energy manipulation is one of the most basic methods that one can use for performing magic. As such, it is one of the most simple things to learn, but as with most things, it can also take a lifetime to master. The basic foundation for energy manipulation begins with learning how to sense energy. For some people, They can see it through their third eye which is both a chakra point and a term for seeing things with your sixth sense others can feel it like a chill or a warmth some as a tingle yet others will hear a specific tone within their mind to indicate the energy it differs for each person but usually has to do with one or more of the five senses if you are familiar with how to sense energy great If not, you can have someone who has experience with energy manipulation push some energy towards you in order to help you get a feel for it. If you don't have anyone around who's more experienced, you're completely on your own, don't know what it feels like, uh, the best you can do would be to um, learn how to meditate and try to attain an empty mind and from there uh, learn what your own energies feel like. Now, once you are familiar with how energy feels to you, because as I stated before, it feels different to each person, the next step is simply to picture in your mind what you want that energy to do or how you want it to move. An example would be if you wanted the energy to form up into a ball in your hand or if you wanted to send it to another person or if you even wanted to Draw energy in from your surroundings into yourself in order to gather energy. Now, you keep this mental image firmly in your mind while focusing on the feeling of the energy. At first, you may be frustrated by how little you can manipulate the energy or by how slowly you can cause a change in the feel of the energy, but don't be discouraged. Everything begins slowly and only through practicing the basics repeatedly does one become proficient. As you continue to practice, both with sensing the energy and with manipulating it, it will become easier and easier, until it's little more than a shift in the way you're thinking in order to be able to do it. To anyone who wants to chime in, If you want to ask questions, leave comment, or leave a suggestion or content suggestions, or even just to send me death threats because you're a butthurt Christian and can't stand to hear me talking smack about your religion, please feel free to send them to me at paganparlor1313 at gmail.com. Well, that's all I have for you today. Thank you for tuning into The Pagan Parlor. Again, any questions, comments, suggestions, or death threats can be sent to paganparlor1313 at gmail.com. You really don't have to worry about anything. Just go ahead and send it on to me, and if I like what you send in, I'll go ahead and use it. I'll probably even reply to you and let you know what I'm going to use and ask you how you want to be called. So go ahead and shoot me a message. The whole of the law shall be do as thou wilt but harm none blessed be and don't forget to blow out your candles